ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. together for the Lord this morning and you may kindly take your seats hallelujah it's testimony time amen oh I said it's testimony time God is working in our midst I'd like to I'd like you to help me welcome our brother Adam Jahene to bring us a testimony this morning. Can you kindly you put your hands together for Adam as he comes up this morning? Mm. Oh, keep clapping. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, so thank you, Pastor, for calling me. And my testimony is about giving thanks to God and then thanking Bishop for the messages of salvation that he has been given so far. Can you put your hands together for the Lord? Now, I want you to really pay attention to his testimony. Okay, so on the 21st of September, I was involved in a motor accident and then I was rushed to the hospital. And then I woke up and I realized that it was yesterday I slept or yesterday that the accident happened. And then I woke up the next day. But I realized, the doctors told me that it was two weeks I was in coma. So what he's saying is that he was involved in a motor accident. Now, when he, when he had the accident, he went unconscious. So he woke up in the hospital thinking that he had just passed out overnight but the doctors told him he had been passed out for two weeks and the world i was in whenever someone comes in with a motor accident i realized that they cut off the person's leg or the person's arm i was i was like wow this happened to me and eh, what they are doing to the people there has, hasn't happened to me relax Okay, so that's what happened when I was on bed, or when I woke up. And then, after two months, I was discharged, and then I came home with a POP. So, when the POP was off, I said, it's been a long time I was in church, so let me start going to church again. Did you hear that? He said, it's been a long time since he was in church. If you have also not been regular in church, I see God making a way for you. May something happen in your life that will cause you to turn around and make a commitment to the house of God. Receive a conviction in Jesus' name. 
and it's been three weeks now I was in church and then I've listened to Bishop's words on salvation but last week he preached about the fear of God he said something about the fear of God hmm. and all of a sudden I realized that my life before is because I didn't fear God I said everything because I, I don't know why God. you are not clapping I said I don't know why you are not clapping the answer for your life is in this church I said the answer for your life is in the message that you will hear today receive a word for your life I said receive direction for your life I see God changing you in Jesus name so I thank Bishop for all the words that he has been preaching and I encourage him to keep on preaching all his words because it, it saves a lot of life because right now I am ready to give my life to Christ whenever he's calling for the altar I'll be the Did you hear that? wait 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 you are speaking too fast you said right now you are ready to do what to give my life to Christ repeat that again you are ready to do I'm what ready to give my life to you are Christ. ready to do what to give my life to Christ I hope you also be ready today I said I hope you also be ready today whatever has been delaying your change it is making way for the hand of God today in the name of Jesus thank you very much thank you bishop for all your words i'm grateful and god bless you so what will you do today after the altar call is made <laughs> before uh, bishop we say all the people who want to give their life to christ i'll be the first person to be here i don't know why you are still seated i can't understand why you are still seated that the purpose of the messages we are seeing the results i said we are seeing the results and you can't celebrate god with me this morning can you make it louder and give the glory to this great god he is working in this house he's changing lives people's stories are becoming new receive a change for your life in jesus name put your hands together for bishop you can see him limping your hands it's from the accident And the mother's cry 
for justice can't be heard in a world where the future seems so uncertain you don't know the word I keep on defending you are my fortress you are my strength and on you I know I can depend You are my fortress You are my strength And it's by your grace Dear God That by your grace Dear God I am what I to stay you are my fortress and you are my strength and it's all by your grace dear God how could I live without you I dwell in your secret place you are my fortress and our strength. If you believe it, give a clap offering to the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. I hope you are enjoying good music in the house of the Lord. I can feel the presence of the Lord in our midst already. But we want to take one more ministration. Say one more ministration as we prepare ourselves for the word. So with a loud clap and a loud shout, help me welcome our sister Enam. For you to do Your hand Is moving right now You were still showing up At the tomb of every Lazarus Your voice Is calling me out And right now 
Because you never lost a battle No, you never lost a battle And I know, I know You never will Everything's possible By the power of the Holy Ghost A new wind is blowing right now Breaking my heart of stone Taking over like a cherry cold And my woe So all crashing down And right now I know you're able My God Come through again Cause you can do all things Oh yeah Cause you can do all Cause you never lost a battle No, you never lost a battle And I know, I know You never will Cause you can do all things Oh yeah Cause you can do all All things but fail Cause you never lost a battle No, you never lost a battle And I know I know you never will. You never lost a battle. You never lost a battle. You never lost a battle. You never will. You never lost a battle. 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 Never. You can do. Hallelujah. Well, it's time for the word of God. I believe the servant of God has been called by God to feed us with knowledge and with understanding. He's a man according to God's heart. Hallelujah. And I believe today the servant of God has to carry out that mandate God has given him. So ladies and gentlemen, are you expectant this morning? If you are, just rise up and with so much excitement, with so much joy, I want to see you clap. I want to see you shout. I want to see you rejoice as the man of God comes to the pulpit to say God's mind to us today. Let's welcome the bishop. 
Edwin Morgan Ago. your light shine this morning your word says darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people today we pray and ask you to shine your light through our darkness may we see our way may we not be lost open our eyes Deliver us from deceptions and help us to walk with you with understanding, with understanding, with understanding. Lift your two hands and receive understanding. Believe that God is giving you. Ask him for understanding. Ask him for understanding. Ask him for understanding. Asking for understanding. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may please be seated. I want to welcome you once again to church. I believe that it will be a beautiful experience for you. We've, we've enjoyed good music. We've enjoyed every aspect. Nice worship. And uh, it's time for us to receive light for our paths and um, I'm still on it I'm on the project the project is not a world bank project it's a kingdom project of making every Christian a witness making every Christian A teacher, every Christian should be able to teach the word of God to a brother, 
to a sister. It's part of your spiritual responsibilities. In Matthew 28, Jesus told his disciples in verse 19, he said, Go ye, therefore, every Christian, this is not to pastors, this is not to shepherds, every Christian has to go. Going is every believer's mandate. And when we go, we have to teach. We are not sent to go and invite people to church. If you invite someone to church, it's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with inviting someone to church. But remember that you are supposed to teach. Go ye into all the world and teach. The world is waiting for teachers. 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 Without teaching, people will not understand how to walk with God. The little you know, you should be able to teach it. You should be able to teach the little you know. The world is waiting for teachers. So Jesus said, go ye and teach. In fact, teaching is so important that it is mentioned twice in the Great Commission. In verse 20, you see it there. Teaching them to observe. Teaching them to observe. That's why I'm taking you through key facts for new believers. This little book contains every information you need to know so that you can walk with God well. And every piece of information you need to teach someone. When Philip went to Gaza in the book of Acts, the Bible says that he met an Ethiopian eunuch. And the Ethiopian eunuch was returning from Jerusalem, going to Ethiopia. And his chariot stopped on the desert of Gaza. And the Bible says that Philip saw him sitting in his chariot. And then when he went to him, 
Remember this man, actually I was in Ethiopia and the pastors told us that Christianity came to Ethiopia through this man, this Acts 8 man. He is the source of the message of Christ in Ethiopia. This is the man who took it there. So he had already gone to church. He had already gone for a convention. He had already gone for a meeting in Jerusalem. Just like you also are in church. And on his way back to Ethiopia, Philip met him. But Philip's question to him was that, I can see that you are reading. Isaiah 53 was what he was reading, like a lamb led to the slaughter. I can see that you are reading. But do you understand what you are reading? Do you understand what you are reading? Do you understand? And that is the spiritual pandemic the world is grappling with. There is a spiritual pandemic of Christians who have been to their Jerusalems but don't understand anything. Many of us, over 90% of us, 95% of us in this service cannot give me a scripture to explain why you are in church this morning. That what you are doing this morning, what you've done, to give me a verse to explain what the Bible says about your coming to church. Many of us, most of us here, don't have any scripture. So what happens is that next week, if you feel sleepy and don't feel like coming to church, there will be no momentum. Nothing can move you because there is no word to move you. So you are doing something very good this morning. It's very, very good for me to be in church. What I'm doing preaching, it's a very, very good thing. And I should be able to explain why it's important for me to be preaching. I wasn't born a priest. I wasn't born a priest. All of us, it's a good thing. Look at the crowd in the hall. I mean, this, this is our second service. But most of you are doing something that you don't understand. Understanding is missing. And it is understanding that guarantees continuation. When you understand why you must do something, nothing can stop you. So he asked the man, you are, do, you are reading. Do you understand what you are doing, what you are reading? And the man's response was, how can I understand? What are you talking about? I'm just doing something. That was the man's response. So what do you mean? What are you talking about? I'm just reading. It's for public show. I don't understand. He asked, how do you expect me to understand? Except someone explains it to me. Except some man should guide me.
That's why in our church, one of the things you hear often, like a chorus we sing in the church, shepherd, shepherd, are you a shepherd? Do you want to be a shepherd? Why are you not a shepherd? Let's be a shepherd. The art of shepherding. Let us shepherd. Let's be a shepherd. I want to be a shepherd. We've got songs on shepherding. We wear t-shirts on shepherd. Because all of us must get involved to, 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 to help another person to understand what he's doing. A lot of people who are a lot of the singers who came to sing don't understand what they are doing. I will not talk about the dancing stars. No, pastor, that is it. So people are doing something. When I ask us to bring our tithes today, you watch, people will stand up who don't have a verse to explain why they are paying tithe. So next week, when the woman comes for the wake money, she won't pay tithe because she doesn't understand. It is understanding that gives value to whatever you are doing. And the beauty, mommy, of you and I helping to, like you will take on this woman and I will take on this man to teach. The beauty of teaching is that as you teach someone, you yourself get to understand better what you are doing. Anyone in school, we have discussion groups. The more you talk, the more you share, the better your understanding So God told Noah when he was sending the animals into the ark. He said, you've sent them into the ark. Beautiful. But go and find, gather food for them. Because, and he told him that the food you are gathering for the animals shall also be your food. Bring people to church. Help someone to understand. And the food, like this morning, the food I am giving you today is also my food. I'm feeding myself by feeding you. If I stop feeding you, there will be nothing for me. No wonder the church is packed with spiritually marasmic Christians. Marasmic emaciated weak with severe weight loss no weight Paul said in Ephesians 4 till we all come to the unity of the faith to the fullness of the measure of the stature of Christ. why am I being bothering quoting such scriptures over 98% of you don't understand even the English I'm speaking. We need weights. You have weights. This is a man with weight. And you can guess where his weight came from. Yes. I had to instruct his wife 
not to use a certain bow that he uses. I banned. I said, don't use this. Get this one, the one for your children. Use it to feed him. <laughs> and still, it's not even working. Weight comes from eating. You want to lose weight? Stop walking up and down, baby. Reduce the kenke. That alone will shock you. That's another reason why we exercise. Weight, the mass, muscle mass, is from your eating. And many of us in this service have got kwashioko. We call it marasmic kwashioko. It's a disease entity. You don't eat well. Do you know why you don't eat well? You don't eat well because you don't teach anybody. Because the food you are using to teach somebody becomes your own food you use to feed yourself. The food for the animals shall also become your own food. Genesis chapter 6. And take thou unto thee of all the food that is eaten. And thou shalt gather it to thee. And it shall be food for thee. Noah. And also for who? For the animals. Anybody here who is not involved in teaching someone is going nowhere. You won't last. If you last, it will be your ghost. There are many ghosts around here. Ghosts. See them around. Ghosts. That's why I've picked the book. It's not because I don't have a message to teach. By the grace of God, I have a Bible. Yes. And the Bible is in this book. I want you to be able to sit down with two brothers, with a sister, and teach about salvation. Salvation is a very important topic. You must under every Christian should have a PhD in salvation. The subject. It, it is unfortunate that you will have scriptures on prosperity, scriptures on marriage, scriptures on pleasures, scriptures on faith, and not have scriptures on salvation. So today, I've come to chapter 3. And I'm preaching on six powerful effects of your salvation. Six powerful effects. Of your salvation. Your salvation. Your salvation. When you are saved. When we say. Sister Amma is saved. What are the effects? What. What are the results? What is supposed to come out. Of that experience. Sister Amma has. Kwabna is saved. What are the effects of what has happened to Kwabna? Number one. Number one. All your sins, past and present ones, are forgiven by Jesus' sacrifice. And your future sins will also be forgiven if you confess them. That's the big thing that happens to you when you get born again. 
because of your sins, you were separated from God. Now that you are born again, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 1 verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, I want to say this very, very important point I need to make today. That salvation is all about sin. Salvation is all about sin. The big topic about salvation is sin. When someone is not saved, when someone is not born again, it has to do with what has happened to the person's sins. He is still carrying his sins. It is the blood of Jesus that washes a person's sins. So when you are saved, when when you receive Jesus Christ, and you confess that he's your Lord and your Savior, and you ask for the washing of your sins by his blood, all your past sins are forgiven. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you've done. There is nothing the blood of Jesus cannot clean. The blood of Jesus is called a spiritual universal solvent. It can dissolve every stain. It can dissolve everything. What have you done? Have you killed? Have you lied? How many abortions have you committed? What have you done? Bring it up. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. That's how people like us can stand here and call ourselves pastors. The authority and audacity to stand here and present myself to you as a pastor comes from the work of the blood of Jesus. It washed my past. You cannot bring it up with God. But ladies and gentlemen, that's enough for your past and your present sins. How about your future sins? Because we are human beings. No matter how priestly you are, you are full of mistakes. No matter how much you pray. In fact, sometimes some of the most bizarre sins are committed after 21 day fast. <laughs> when you finish fasting, <laughs> then the evil begins. We are weak. That's what the hymn writer said. I am weak, but thou art mighty. Mm-hmm. 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 
pilgrims through this barren land. It's a barren land. It's arid. if we say that we have no sin then we are living in deception I've been preaching for the past 15 minutes or so I have sinned already I have, I, I, if God should reveal myself to me what I've done in front of you here for the past 15 minutes you will fall down yeah. we, we are so bad that's why even after receiving Jesus Christ God still caters for our post-salvation sins. Post-salvation sins. So before you sinned, before you were saved, and now your sins you committed are washed by Jesus. The blood of Jesus. They are washed. Say my sins are washed. Then after you get born again, If you sin, First John one nine says, "If you confess your sins," so that's a very big thing about your salvation, because salvation comes to deal with sin. Please, 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 get it well. Get it well. Salvation means to be saved. It, it, the word save can be found in salvation. Salvation is a derivative of the word save. And we are saved from sins. Jesus did not come to save us from poverty. If that was his intention, then he is a failure. Because a lot of people who receive him still are still poor. Because poverty is complex. Please get it right. Salvation deals not with your finances, not with your happiness. Not, you are not saved from a bad marriage. You are saved from sin. Big one. Sin. 
it will influence your marriage. It will influence your finances. It will influence your happiness. But Jesus did not come from, the, from heaven to save us from poverty. He didn't come to save us from politicians. He was asked, asked in Acts. The disciples asked him, Have you come to save us from the Romans? Are you coming to establish your kingdom so that we, because at that time they were, they were under the Roman oppression. Israel was a colony of Rome and they badly needed to be delivered from their oppressors. And in Acts chapter 1, Verse number 7. V- verse 6. Sorry. When they therefore were come together, I'm explaining why the word salvation. They asked of him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own hands, in his own power. But ye shall receive power. What must concern you is the power to share the gospel, the power to think about your salvation. Ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come. I'm saying to you that Jesus did not come to this world to save us from politicians. You can be born again and be under the vilest of leadership. Jesus didn't come to save you from poverty. Salvation is about sin. Matthew chapter 1, verse number 21. And she, talking about Virgin Mary, shall bring forth a boy, a son, and you shall call his name Yeshua, Jesus. Why? For he shall save his people from their poverty. Oh, sorry. From their lack of electricity. The name Jesus is given to a man who has one mission. To save people from their sins. So when you get born again, your sin is dealt with. But before I get to number two, let's discuss your future sins. The fornication you are going to commit tomorrow. <laughs> because you know that when you finish fornicating and you confess, your sins are forgiven. Beautiful, isn't it? So, when we come to receive Christ and we finish, we know, we know that tomorrow's sin is cared for. So, I can keep lying. 
can keep lying. Because and I, I only have to make sure that every time I lie, I confess and it's forgiven. <laughs> I can keep fornicating because any time, is it three times a day we fornicate? How many times? If you fornicated three times a day, make sure you confess. How many times? Three times. If you confess twice, remain the one. It means it's going to worry you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is where I want to teach you. And I can't teach you without taking you to how you got your salvation. How did you get salvation? Ephesians 2.8 How did you get saved? You got saved by grace. Grace. It will surprise you to know what God has had to organize for someone like you to be in church. To even be interested in church. I mean, how did you get born again? I mean, were you not at the crusade with two friends? Two other friends. How come you received Christ and the two are still wallowed in their sins? Why? Because salvation is by what? It's by what? Grace found me. Grace found you. So, Salvation is a sponsored program. Oh, I like it. What you are doing is a sponsored program. Like somebody is in the university on scholarship. If the Catholic Church stops paying the fees, she has to leave. I was in school for six years. I was paid, my school fees paid for by somebody who owned the school, who was my father's friend. So when my father died, he said, primary school to secondary school, he will pay my fees. So I made sure I did not upset him. I had no father to pay my fees. There was no money. I mean, if you, if you annoy him, so vacations, I will go to the school and teach. Just to say thank you to him. Yes. Secondary school. Even primary school. In that school. was a primary preparatory school. So because of the scholarship, I, I wrote my common entrance. There's something called common entrance. You don't know, that's how you that's how you enter secondary school. You don't only write it in class six. I wrote it in class five. Because from class three, they had begun to pay my fees. They were paying my fees. Class three, class four. The school I was on scholarship. Sponsored. So I, I, I had to behave well. So class five. I studied very, very hard and passed to go to the, to, to, to the, uh, the university, secondary school. Yes. <laughs> but 
at that time they had not extended my scholarship to the secondary school and my mother said she didn't have money to pay my secondary school school fee to buy my trunk chop box uh, uh, mosquito net mattress khaki scrubbing brush and she didn't have money so even though i had passed to a good school i had to still go to classics and write again because there was no scholarship <laughs> at least in that school classics there it was free for me that was when they informed me that they would pay my fees for secondary school but i had only passed i knew how to pass the common entrance so class six my our class teacher retired and handed the class over to me so i took my class to common entrance i wrote it with them but every morning i gave them school work <laughs> yes I, I, I said questions. <laughs> yeah. We're classmates, but I said questions, give them, uh, uh, those who scored, etc. I've forgotten what they, I will hit them. My, oh, yes. No, everything that, I'm not joking. I met one recently. I will hit them. Ten. Pa, pa. Then just go and, go and solve the I knew all the answers. <laughs> So I went to write the exam with them in class 6. Of course I passed again. But by that time, I had a scholarship to secondary school. I had been sponsored. So from 1, from 2, when we vacate, I go back to that school to teach. Because when someone is sponsoring you, you don't displease the person. Now, now, now. Grace is sponsoring you. Don't displease grace. If you displease grace, your salvation school fees How do you displease grace? Romans 6 1. What shall we say then? You mean we can continue fornicating and confessing? Nay! What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin and expect our sponsorship to be intact? No. Verse 2. He said, God forbid. God forbid. How is it possible that we who are dead to sin live in sin? Shall we continue? I'm saying that. I'm dealing with our future sins, tomorrow sins. Don't think that you can continue lying and just confess. You lie, you confess, you continue fornicating, you confess because each time you confess, your sins are forgiven. No. He will forgive you. But the grace which is sponsoring your salvation is running out. 
you persist in sin, a day will come you won't even have the wherewithal to come to church. That's when you will know that it is grace that makes you even be interested in God. If you are a little enlightened, you will not have any difficulty telling people's attitude towards God in the church and linking it to their sin, their sin, their sin life. Sin life. Sin drains grace. That's why even righteous people like you and I, you are not allowed to sin a particular sin eight times. It's just seven. The righteous, they are allowed to fall seven times. Even some crowd after just after two rounds, they can't recover. Knockout. You go to the nightclub and smoke two times. You can't come to church again. You sleep with a man once. You lose interest in church because the blocker of your spiritual sponsorship for salvation is sin. Sin blocks grace from flowing towards you. Like what I'm doing now is grace. If I live in sin, Tomorrow, if I, if I commit fornication tonight, next week Sunday, I will preach. I will, I will preach. It's been possible I committed fornication yesterday and I'm preaching today. Am I preaching well? <laughs> With fornication. Beautiful. Then I'll commit again on Thursday. Is it Thursday or Wednesday? Monday evening. Then Tuesday morning, then I'll come and preach again the following week, and it's powerful. Tuesday evening, I, or I preach on Tuesday, it's powerful. So, a time comes, you said, There's no strength in my voice because the grace to do what I'm doing is running out. That's why. You should be very careful when you get born again and you continue to live in sin. You were lying before you came to Christ. You are still lying. You were watching pornography before. You still watch. Every 10 minutes of pornography reduces your grace level by 20%. Till a day comes, when you wake up, you don't feel like praying. You don't feel like this. Your, your immunity is gone. You don't have any strength. That's why the Bible says you should be very careful about sin. You don't just walk about sinning and confessing. No. You ask God for the grace that saved you. To also abound in your area of resistance to sin. Because the Bible says in Numbers 32, 
verse 23. He said, be sure. Numbers 32 verse 23. He said, be sure your sin will find you out. You see, that English phrase will find you out means a few things. This will find you out. It means a few things. But one of them is the literal, the literal English meaning of find you out is that the sin you are committing will find you outside salvation. Honey, you can't live in sin forever. It will find you out. Better deal with it. Oh, but pastor, I know this, this pastor has done this for a long time and he said, no. If the Bible, better believe the Bible. Anybody who claims to be born again and is living in sin, you are doing things that God's word doesn't allow. You are fooling around and you come to church, you wipe your mouth, you wipe your lips and you are around, you are in the choir with your boyfriend who is the choir leader, you are in the choir with some guy working at Swami magazine who sleeps with you and gives you money. I'm saying that you can sing next week, you can sing next two weeks, you can sing next month, you can even sing next year, but be sure grace is running out. There's nothing like sinning and confessing your sins. That's what I say. If we sin, there's a propitiation. There's, there's an advocate. If you fall, oh yeah. no matter how you determine, you make a mistake. No, no matter how you determine. But it's, you don't deliberately persist in sin. As a born again Christian, it will find you outside the church, outside salvation. Let's do number two. Powerful effects of your salvation. Oh, I forgot to say that there are some who have sinned all their Christian lives and are still in church. Don't be misled. They are ghosts. Devils are in check. Some of you this morning sitting here are devils. You are a devil. Because you are a child. I'll come there. I'll come there. You see people you know who are living in sin and seem to be around. There are many types of arounds. There are many types of around. When in Job 1, the sons of God came before God. Satan was there. So if you are here, it means nothing. Being in church means nothing. Sin is incompatible with salvation. Sorry, sorry for the big word. Sin cannot live with salvation. Sin cannot stay with salvation. Persistent 
deliberate sin cannot gel with salvation. When you get born again, your responsibility is to work on your sin life. Number two, you have the second powerful effect is that you have received eternal life. John 5 and verse 24. Verily I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation but is passed from death. Hey, he that heareth my word is passed from death to life. That's a very interesting sentence. And no treasure. There are people who are living but are dead. They are alive, but they are dead. But what guarantees that transition to life is the word you are hearing now. This word you are hearing is capable of introducing life. So when you hear the word, and you surrender to your life to Christ. That's why I'm preaching. Sorry, I forgot to tell you. The title is The Six Powerful Effects of Salvation. When you are saved, one of the powerful effects is that you receive eternal life. Some, the translation can maybe everlasting life. Some is eternal. But it's a life you receive, now, now let me just say this before I move on. Eternal life is not just your life you live in heaven. Eternal life is a type of life which begins here on earth. When you receive Jesus Christ. When you receive Christ. Before you raise your hand and said that sinner's prayer, you did not have eternal life. You know, not all life are the same? Hello? Not all life. There are different types of life. There are different. It is life. It has life. But its value is different from another life. One of the ways you know the value of a type of any life is to try to kill it. And see what will happen to you. So, like... Are you aware, if you go out here, you see the, the uh, green grass there, it has life. Living things, plants and animals. Or you did business. This is general science. How many of you did general science? Living things, plants and animals. Yes. Plant, green grass is a plant. Yeah. It is valuable, but it is for very little value.
Then we go to the goat. That is eating the grass. It is also a living thing. But it has a higher value than the green grass. They all have life. Not all life are the same. Then we cross the road and see the cows there. Bringing the flies here. A fly. I said a fly. A cow and a goat. Both have life. But the value of the cow's life, please agree with me, is far higher. In fact, in some countries, you don't even kill them. They are gods. So, as you, as you climb up, you notice that the value of life increases. So, you come to, and I'm saying that, you know the value of a goat by killing one. Kill a goat on the left and go and kill a cow on the right and come back and tell me what happened to you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, above the life of a cow, above the life of a goat, there's another life called human life. Human life. And how do you know its value? Kill one and see. You kill a goat. Oh, well, there are lawyers here. Uh, mommy, can you, will you go to jail? For killing a goat. You pay what? 200. <laughs> will you go to jail by killing a cow? In, in the laws of Ghana, cow. No. no. How, how much? Even a goat, no. But as you are going home, just kill somebody's child. And see whether you will arrive. What happens? What happens when you kill a human being? Counter back. <laughs> so, so they are all lives. So, but you go and cut some of this grass. There's no counter back. You kill a goat. There's no counter back because the higher you go, the higher you go. The value. Say the value. The quality of the life goes higher, and the human life. It's of a higher quality than a goat's life. It be, even though they all have life. But today, I want to introduce to you a life that is higher than human life. It's called eternal life. Beautiful. And how do you know it is valuable? Kill eternal life. And see where you will end up. When you get born again, you receive that life. Eternal life. So you are a human being. She's a human being. But she has eternal life. She is on a higher plane than you. You may be a millionaire. She may be a broke woman. But if she has eternal life, she has a higher quality life than your human life with billions of dollars. What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? There are men who have gained the whole world. They've lost their soul. Useless. 
Today, I'm saying to you that you may not have three blouses. You may not have 10,000 cities. But if you have eternal life, it guarantees a certain life here on earth and in the world to come. And one beautiful thing I must tell you about eternal life is that eternal life is higher and more powerful than sin. You see, sin, I've given you the different strata. Grass, goat, cow, humans. Sin is higher than human life. Sin has more power than human life. That's why you can't use determination to overcome sin. That's why uh, in three weeks time, we will come for watch night service and you will be praying that Lord, my relationship with Mariama was not, it's not entering 2021. I bind it. No fornication. No pornography. 4th of January, you are knocking on her door. By the 5th of January, you have added Juliana to Mariama. Why? Why? Because sin is a law that is above human nature. You can't use human nature to control sin. Paul said, that which I wanted to do, I couldn't do. That which I did not want to do, that is what I did. Oh, wretched man. Who shall deliver me? Kadimo Sabayanda. But I want to tell you some good news. Eternal life places you above sin. That life is what can t- give you the boldness to say, no! You know, some of, one of the shortest words in English, at least in English, shortest words is no. N-O. Very easy to pronounce. I am a stammerer, but I can pronounce no. No. But it's so difficult for some people to say, to mention that word. It's so difficult for this man to mention no to the girl he's sleeping with. It's so difficult for that boy to say no to his homosexual partner. Because you don't, you, you can't just say no. You need power to say no. And that power, your human nature is devoid of that power. Only eternal life places you on a higher ground. That says no. I like you. When I see you, I get feelings. You think Joseph didn't have feelings when he was standing in front of Potiphar's wife? Then, then you don't know Potiphar's wife. Potiphar's wife is not, is not these wives who we have in, you know, this type of wife. Potiphar's wife. Read your Bible carefully. They don't use Nivea cream for their skin. Read your Bible. And when you see Potiphar's wife, a young woman standing in front of you naked, her skin is like marble. Someone said marbles. Marbles. You think David had no feeling? Then, 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 then you don't understand man. Yes, like, like, like many women don't understand men. Wives, especially. You've married him, but you don't know the nature of a man. 
I shouldn't teach. I'm teaching. Unfortunately, my time is even up. Ladies and gentlemen, he had feelings. I'm so when find the towel dropped and he saw her, he licked his lips. Jesus, what is this? What is this? What is this? What is this? But because he feared God, see, eternal life puts the fear of God. If you don't have that life, you will never. You know, a brother came to me a few days ago. And he, he confessed to me that his problem is fornication. He has a problem. Which is, which is a problem. And you may not even know how it came. So we don't judge people just like that. So I told him to see me another time. I will counsel him and help him to overcome the problem. And I had all the things to talk to him about fornication, your body, this, this, the temple of God, spiritual life. Eventually he got me. As soon as he sat down, it was like somebody was standing by me talking to me. He said, the fear of God. I said, what, what, what the fear? I've never thought of it. Never in my life. I'm 200 years old. I've never heard of the fear of God. What's the fear of God? He said, tell him that his problem is not, a, it's, it's not that he is weak. He doesn't have the fear of God in him. A lot of the things we say are our weaknesses are all because we don't have that substance called the fear of God. It's a substance. If you don't have it in you, you will have nothing that fights evil. Eternal life comes with the fear of God. Actually, it's so powerful that it's part of the seven spirits of God in Isaiah 11. The spirit of wisdom, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of strength, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of might. And at the bottom of it is called the spirit of what? The fear of God. You hardly hear that being taught these days in church. Many of us in here don't have the fear. If you feared God, you will do some things. If you feared God, you will have the attitude you have towards God, towards church, towards his kingdom. There is no fear of God in you. Which is a harbinger of the evil about to come. Because when you throw away the fear of God, you are no different from an animal. Are, are you in church? Are you, are, you, are you ready to close the service? Eternal life is a special life. One of its constituent powers is the fear of God. If you don't have eternal life, you don't fear God. Like there was a man, I would say he didn't. He feared neither God, a judge. He feared Luke 18. He feared neither God nor man. Of course, a man who doesn't fear God will he fear you? But eternal life puts a certain fear of God. When you are about to go to the pornography website, just the fear of God will calm you down. But if you've thrown the fear of God away, oh, you, you finish with Indian pornography to Chinese, to Asians, to African, and now you are doing Jewish pornography. Do you have the fear of God? Do you fear God? 
It shows you don't have eternal life. Eternal life is the life of God himself. And one of the hallmarks of eternal life is the fear of God. And when you get born again, you are elevated above human life. As I stand here, I've been elevated above human life. When I was in my former church, I told a brother who was sleeping with a girl and was trying to play tricks. I told him, I said, what you are doing with that girl in the choir? I have a PhD in it. (laughs) The difference between you and I, I told him, it's about eight years. I said, it's the fear of God. It's not because you have some feelings I don't have. Or I'm an Enoch, so I don't understand feelings. You joking, baby. Receive the fear of God. Come on. Eternal life. You don't commit sin. Today I want to tell you. As we end. You know, I had six points. But interestingly, I've done only two. I'm very sorry for not giving you what you came for. Next week, I'll try and finish well. Okay? Don't be angry with me. Because next week, I'm going to the third point, which says, you have become a child of God. That is where I'll explain that not everybody is a child of God. I will use scriptures to explain to you that some of you are children of the devil. But in the meantime, if it's not too much for you, you can stand to your feet. your hands as we close the service. Lift your hands and pray. Everyone, pray. And thanking God for your salvation. Your sins are taken care of. Your past sins. Your present sins. Your future sins. Thank God. That you have been elevated above human life. You have eternal life. Lift your hands and thank God for salvation. 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 Thanking that you now understand sin. Sin. Thank you. That will find you. I belong to you. Lift your hands and pray if you can. Thanking God for your salvation. Thanking God for your for your life. For his mercies. 
I belong to you. I thank you that I belong to you. Special people in this earth whose hearts are longing for an encounter with the Savior. They say, I don't mind being poor, but I need power over sin. And I welcome you to the presence of the one who saved us from our sins. Every eye closed, every head bowed. If you are here, you want to say, Pastor, please, I want to start a better life. I've lived my, my life as a human being with weaknesses. I want to go higher into eternal life. Pastor, please pray for me. Every eye closed, please, and every head bowed. And if you want me to pray for you to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, just lift your right hand above your head gently. Yes, lift your hand above your head. Somebody came and said, he is ready to receive Christ. I don't know who else. Lift your hand. Pastor, I'm not a weed smoker. I'm not a thief. I'm better. I just need Jesus. I want to be saved from my sins. Lift your hands. I want to pray for you. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see. I see. I see there. I see your hand. I see your hand. Lift it high. I see your hand. I see at the back. I see your hand. If your hand is up, if your hand is up, you want to receive Jesus. Come to me. Meet me here. Come. Take your Bible. Take your notebook. Take your pen. And come to me here. Come. Come. Yes. Clap your hands for them. They are coming. They are coming. Come. Keep coming. Come. Come. Come, my dear. Come to Jesus. Clap. Look at them. They are coming. Look. Keep coming. Come to Jesus. He will save you from sin. Keep coming. I belong to you.
I'm helping those in front here who are yearning to meet the man I met close to 40 years ago. Jesus Christ. He can change your life. The only condition is if you will allow him. He can change Jesus. He is coming to you right now. What is he bringing? Money? No. Healing? No. He is bringing a new life called everlasting. And I want you to lift up your two hands. You can put your Bible, your bag down so that your, your hands can be free. Please lift your hands. Lift your two hands, those in front. Lift your hands and repeat this prayer after me say heavenly father heavenly father i am grateful for the service grateful for the service i thank you i thank you for what i have heard today for what i have heard today when i look at myself when i look at myself i see i am dirty i see i am dirty my soul is filthy. My soul is filthy. Sin has destroyed my soul. Sin has destroyed my soul. I've done many bad things. I've done many bad things. Today, today, I recognize you. I recognize you as the only one, as the only one who can deal with my sin. Problem. Who can deal with my sin? Jesus. Jesus. Wash me with your blood. Wash me with your blood. Cleanse me. Cleanse me. You've done it for other people. You've done it for other people. Please do it for me. Please do it for me. Wash me. Wash me. From inside. From inside. Outside. Outside. I thank you. I thank you. I confess you. I confess you. As my master. As my master. As my Lord. As my Lord. As my Savior. As my Savior. And by this prayer, and by this prayer, I've become your child. I've become your child. Oh God! Oh God! Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. And receive me. And receive me as your child. As your child. I thank you. I thank you for my salvation. For my salvation. I thank you. I thank you for my salvation. For my salvation. Say, I will grow. I will grow from today. From today. I'll be careful. I'll be careful to live. To live. To live. To live the life that pleases you. The life that pleases you. Help me. Help me. To grow in you. To grow in you. To walk with you. To walk with you. And to enjoy this new life. And to enjoy this new life. Say, Lord. Lord. Give me. Give me. The joy the of the joy salvation. Of this salvation. The joy of the salvation. The joy of salvation. Thank you. Thank you. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am born again. I am born again. I am saved. I am saved. I'm a new creation. I'm a new creation. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands. I appoint you as a class prefect for this group. You see the pastor there? In the blue with the lady pastor there they are going to talk to you they are going to help you to understand what you've done 
Remember I told about understanding. And also, they will give you somebody who will visit you, who will pray with you, and who will help you. The Ethiopian said, I can't understand except someone should teach me. So we are going to send someone to you. The person will help you. And those of you who are on Facebook, there's a number on the screen. A phone number. If you are in Zambia, there's a phone number there. If you are in Zimbabwe, there's a phone number there. Call that number. Somebody will answer it and be a friend to you. And help you to find your feet in Christ. But for now, I want all of you to please go to our pastor this way. Go this way. Yes. your hands for them. Oh, keep clapping your hands for them. Keep clapping, keep clapping, keep clapping. Um, I want to meet all the generals after the service. Purple and crimson. At this time, we want to come to the Lord's table to have our communion. I've asked the center leaders to please try and help your members to come to church with their communion. It's very important. Take your bread. We don't share communion anymore because of the virus. So you are advised to come with your communion. When I see the blood, when I see the blood, everyone stand in place. Even if you don't have your communion, pray with us. The prayer we pray will affect your life. Amen. When I see the blood, lift your hand. With your bread and say, This is the body of Christ. 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 Say today, today, as I eat this, as I eat this, I receive, I receive strength, strength to live for Him. To live for Him. Say, This is the body. This is the body. As I eat it, as I eat it, whatever is not found in the body of Christ, whatever is not found in the body of Christ, comes out of my life, comes out of my life, comes out of my life, comes out of my life. Today, today, I receive, I receive the strength, the strength, the power, the power, the grace, the grace that is in the body. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. Let's eat it. When I see. Take your cup. Take the wine. Paul called it the cup of blessing. Yes. You are about to drink a cup of blessing. A blessing. There are too many curses around us. Jesus. This cup of blessing neutralizes Amen. the curse. And better still, Jesus said, This is my blood. There is power in this blood. Power. To 
heal you. Yes. To cleanse you. Yes. Blood for protection. Oh yes. Blood to set you free. To set me free. Say the blood of Christ. The blood of Christ. Say the blood of Christ. The blood of Christ. The blood of Christ. The blood of Christ. Let's pray. Lift your hands. I want to pray for you. As we prepare to end the service. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone who has taken this meal to receive immunity from demonic attacks. Amen. Any evil plan for their lives, I block it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for healing. Healing. Pain goes. Yes. Tumors vanish. Vanish. Abnormalities are corrected. Yes. In your body, receive energy. Receive Receive healing. Receive Receive strength. From today. From today. By reason of what you've eaten, Jesus. May your relationship with God take on a new life, a new power. Yes. Thank you. May you constantly be close to the presence of God. Be close to the presence of God. Be delivered from evil. And may God's hand keep you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated.